Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, the store is rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen. You'll get a shave that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern speaking from the Windy City of Chicago. We're in Chicago to broadcast tomorrow's Notre Dame Southern California football game. But right now, now we're ready to bring you the 369th edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel, featuring strange and fantastic stories. Some that are legends, others mere hearsay. But also interesting, we'd like to pass them along to you. Our guest tonight is the former coach of Notre Dame, Elmer Layden. Before we bring you the famous former coach of the Fighting Irish, Elmer Layden, let's begin with real one. Profile of an Army-Navy football game. Tomorrow, Army meets Navy in their annual game. This story we're about to tell you tonight is the story has told us of another Army-Navy game. Our story begins way back in 1980 when a cocky little fellow first arrived at the Naval Academy at Annapolis. His name was Johnny Dalton. And after he got to the Naval Academy, he immediately went out for the Navy football team. He was too sure of himself. His teammates said that he was conceited. But to Johnny Dalton, that wasn't conceit. He just knew that he was good, and he saw no reason for not telling others all about it. However, his Navy teammates didn't like his boasting, and they began to taunt him by saying, going to win the Army game single-handed, aren't you, Johnny? Well, Johnny Dalton stood it for a while from his Navy teammates, and then one day exploded back at him. All right, wise guys, I will win the Army game by myself. Watch me and see if I don't. From that day on, Johnny became the butt of all jokes at Annapolis. They never let him alone, until finally, in desperation one day, Johnny replied, go on, go on, wise guys, kid me. I said I was going to win this year's Army-Navy game. Well, I'll win next year's game, too. Yeah, I'll win two Army-Navy games. Now, what do you think of that? Johnny was on the spot after that boast. Either he had to deliver or he got down in disgrace as just a cheap, loudmouth boaster. On November the 10th, 1910, Army did meet Navy in their traditional game. The two teams battled viciously up and down the field, but neither team was able to score. Johnny Dalton was trying desperately to make his boast come true. Johnny had tried to kick six different field goals, but each time he tried, he'd missed. It looked like a nothing-to-nothing -nothing tie score when suddenly, Navy was once more on Army's 35-yard line. It was kick formation. Johnny Dalton was back. He took the pass from center, and this time, that time, his kick was good. His seventh try had won for the Navy. He'd kept his part of the boast, at least part of it. But he still had to win another Army-Navy game, for he boasted that he'd win, too. After that, they didn't kid Johnny quite so much in Annapolis. All year long, his Navy teammates waited to see if Johnny could win another football game, another Army-Navy game, as he boasted that he would. And finally, finally, the next year rolled around. And once again, Army met Navy. And once again, the two teams battled viciously up and down the field, but neither team was able to score. Strangely enough, just as the year before, again, Johnny tried six different field goals. And once again, he missed all six of them. The game was just about over when suddenly, Navy was once again back on Army's 35-yard line. Here was Navy on the same yard line, on the same field, at the same stage of the game with a same youngster trying to make history repeat. And once again on his seventh try, Johnny Dalton split the uprights with a field goal. And once again, he won for Navy. Johnny Dalton had carried out his boast. Single-handed, he'd won two Army-Navy football games for Navy as he boasted that he would. Well, that could be the end of the story, but it isn't. We're reputedly sitting in the stadium that day watching Johnny Dalton star for the Naval Academy was a youngster from out west. This youngster, according to the story, was so inspired by Johnny Dalton's football victories for Navy that this youngster, as he sat there, decided that he too would like to go to the Naval Academy and that he too would like to become a great football star. But when that youngster tried to enter the Naval Academy, they turned him down. 
And so, because Annapolis did turn him down, he went to West Point. But he never did become a football star at West Point, for he broke his leg in a football game and he couldn't play anymore. And so, according to the story, an unknown youngster inspired by Johnny Dalton's football ability in an Army-Navy football game tried to enter the Naval Academy, but he wound up instead at West Point. Yet, you know, it's a good thing that that youngster did wind up at West Point. For that youngster today is our most famous general. You see, his name is General Dwight Eisenhower. Profile of tomorrow's Army-Navy football game and the memory of another Army-Navy game that was won by Navy yet gave Army a great general. Real two. During his sensational career as America's foremost jockey, Eddie R. Carroll's ridden hundreds of horses to victory. When it comes to shaving, the famous jockey stays with Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. And here's what Eddie R. Carroll says about this great brushless shave cream. Dear Bill, like a real thoroughbred, Colgate Brushless breaks fast from the barrier, softens and wilts wiry whiskers in next to no time, and gives my razor a fast, smooth course. You know, Bill, my face takes an awful beating, what with all the outdoor work I do in all kinds of weather, so it's a pleasure to work with this light, fluffy shave cream that finishes without a smart or sting. Signed, Eddie Arcaro. See, Eddie Arcaro prefers Colgate Brushless Shave Cream because it's not greasy, it's not heavy, it's light and it's fluffy. Being lighter, it spreads easier and faster and it stays on the job, no drying out. If you have tough whiskers planted in a tender skin, remember, Colgate Brushless Shave Cream was made for you. Takes the fight out of wire whiskers, but it doesn't flatten them down. It holds them upright so your razor can cut clean and close, but without pulling or nicking. And listen, men, Colgate Brushless Shave Cream rinses off in a flash, no clogging your razor with a heavy, greasy deposit. No, sir. Now, if you're not 100% satisfied the first time you shave with Colgate Brushless Shave Cream, just send the top of the carton back to me. Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey. And I'll see that you get double your money back. Buy a tuber jar tonight of Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. It's light and it's right. Real three, portrait of tomorrow's Notre Dame Southern California football game. Tonight, we're broadcasting from Chicago, getting ready to broadcast tomorrow's Notre Dame Southern California football game. There are many legends that have come down through the years about this game. Perhaps, perhaps these stories are only legends. I don't know. But this much I do know. This legend of Southern California against Notre Dame is intensely interesting. For this story begins almost 20 years ago when Howard Jones was the coach of Southern California and a gent named Newt Rockney was the coach at Notre Dame. In 1930, both of these coaches came up to their traditional annual game with great teams. Notre Dame stood on the brink of an unbeaten season if, if the Irish could beat Southern California. The first half of that game, as usual, was a bitter battle, but Newt Rockney was determined to win that game, and that's why at halftime a strange thing happened in the Notre Dame dressing room. For at halftime into the Notre Dame dressing room, they brought a young boy in a wheelchair. Rockney ordered his players to quiet down as the young boy in the wheelchair began to speak. Listen, fellas, I may be only a kid, but I hoped that someday I'd be able to play football for Notre Dame. Only now I know I never can. I'm crippled. When you get tired out there today, just remember there's a little crippled boy who'd give anything to be in your place. The rest of that game is history. Notre Dame came roaring back. They ripped Southern California apart as they raced down the field to win a brilliant victory. A brilliant victory for a little crippled boy. When the story of what Newt Rockney had done with that little crippled boy reached the ears of Howard Jones, the coach of Southern California, he vowed to get even on the following year. Only he'd go Rockney one better by using a little girl. 
That's why the following year, when these two teams once again met, at halftime during the annual Notre Dame-Southern California game, there was another commotion. Only this time, the commotion occurred in the dressing room of the Southern California team as a young girl burst into the room. Listen, gang, never mind who I am, but I've got a kid brother who's lying in a hospital listening to the broadcast of this game. He's sick, very sick, but my brother thinks Southern California is the greatest university in the world. Don't let him down. He may not live to hear another one of your games. Please, please. The California, Southern California players were so dumbfounded that they just stared. A moment later, they were ordered back on the field. Perhaps it was that girl. Perhaps it was fate. But whatever the reason, Southern California came roaring back to score a stunning upset. They came from behind, overtake Notre Dame, and beat the Irish in the closing seconds, 16 to 14. The trick had worked twice. According to the story, Newt Rockney had used a little boy to beat Southern California. And Southern California had used a little girl to beat Notre Dame. But the amazing part of this story is the fact that the little boy who inspired Notre Dame and the little girl who inspired Southern California were actually the same person. For this little girl had only dressed up for the boy's part. She was only a child actress then. Today, she's grown up to become a great star. For you know her as the famous Diana Barrymore. Tomorrow, once again, Southern California is playing Notre Dame. Both Newt Rockney, coach of Notre Dame, and Howard Jones, coach of Southern California, are gone. They died coaching the teams they loved. Howard Jones can never be forgotten out at Southern California. He was a great coach and a great man. While out at South Bend, they still sing a famous song. Cheer, cheer for old Notre Dame. Wake up the echoes cheering her name. Newt Rockney's gone now. But out on the campus of Notre Dame, men swear they can still hear him shout, a team that won't be beat, can't be beat. And across white chalk lines from out of the past come galloping the ghosts of football greats. As long as they play the game, Newt Rockney's name will keep Notre Dame in the hearts of the Irish. While the loyal sons are marching onward to victory. Profile of a legend. Real four. Tonight, since we're in Chicago, our guest is Elmer Layden, the former coach of Notre Dame. But first, here's the best in the West, Chicago's best, Don Elder. You know, you can almost hear your skin say, thanks, pal, when you shave with Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. It's light and it's right. And that means right for tough whiskers planted in a tender skin. Yes, sir, it's just amazing the way Colgate Brushless takes the fight out of a barbed wire beard. Let your razor shave right down to the skin line without pulling or nicking. And no after irritation. And because it's light and fluffy, not greasy or heavy, you rinse Colgate Brushless Shave Cream off in a flash. Nothing to clog your razor. So get on the shaving team with the great sports stars. Shave with Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. Buy a tube or jar tonight. It's light and it's right. And now, back to Bill Stern. Real five. Colgate's camera close-up of Elmer Layden. Tomorrow, Southern California plays Notre Dame. And our guest tonight is the former football coach of Notre Dame, Elmer Layden. A member of the immortal four horsemen of Notre Dame, later Notre Dame's head football coach, the commissioner of the National Professional Football League. Here he is in person, ladies and gentlemen, Notre Dame's famous Elmer Layden. Good evening, Bill. I bet I know what the first question's going to be. Oh? How's Notre Dame going to do against Southern California tomorrow? <laughs> is that right? That's right, Elmer. And as Notre Dame's former head football coach, you certainly ought to know the answer. Well, with Rockney, Hard Jones, Jeff Cravath, it's a traditional ball game. But I'll pick the RA or Notre Dame, rather, to win by three touchdowns. Okay, Elmer, keep on looking into that crystal ball. Uh, who's going to win tomorrow's Army-Navy game? Well, that's a question. That's also a great traditional game. 
But my vote goes to Army. All right, how's about Georgia, Georgia Tech? Well, as a former uh, Notre Dame coach who used to face Georgia Tech, I have a lot of respect uh, for the ability of Bobby Dodd and Bill Alexander. Therefore, I'll pick an upset here and take the rambling wrecks from Georgia Tech. Elmer, you were a member of the immortal four horsemen of Notre Dame. You played under the great Newt Rockne. They say he was a past master at inspiring boys to win ball games. Yes, sir. What was the greatest speech that he ever made to your team? Well, Bill, it uh, was something he said just before he sent us onto the field for the Rose Bowl. I'll never forget it, for uh, that day Rockney said. Of course, I never imitated Rock, but uh, in essence, here it is. Uh, boys, uh, we've come a long way to play in this Rose Bowl, and it's going to be a sad train ride back if we lose. They call you the Fighting Irish. Let's see you get out there and prove it. And you guys they call the Four Horsemen, you better take your press clippings out there so Stanford will know how good you are. Sure, I want to win. But if I catch one guy making a dirty play out there today, I'll pull him out so fast, it'll make his head swim. Now get out there. Let's go. And how you guys did go. You beat Stanford 27 to 10 as a guy named Layden ran wild to score three of those four touchdowns and to set a Rose Bowl record that's never been equaled. Thanks so much. Good luck and good night, Elmer Layden. And that's the 3 mark for tonight. We've been broadcasting tonight from Chicago, getting ready to broadcast tomorrow's Notre Dame Southern California football game. Next Friday evening, we'll be back same time, same stations. Our guest next Friday will be one of the most famous football players in the United States, Sammy Ball, the Washington Redskins. So be sure and be with us next Friday evening, same time, same stations, when we present as our guest the famous slinging Sammy Ball, the Washington Redskins. See you then. Till then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the news of the day. Newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now until next Friday night at the very same time, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night from Chicago. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shaker Man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shaker Man, had lost to say. He told you tales of sports heroes, the inside dope he really knows. So listen in next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Ladies, right now there's a worldwide shortage of fat to make soap. And that's why the women of America are asked to keep on saving used fats. Keep on selling it to your butcher. Remember, used fats are needed to make soap. So fill it in and turn it in. The Bill Stern Show tonight came from Chicago. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.